0: Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahaman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Joining me, as usual, astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria. Welcome, Jill. Yay. And we are going to look at Jill's chart in episode 171. So we're going to continue our process of how to evaluate a nativity to determine what planet will manage what planets will manage to bring forth their best significations um, and outcomes for the native and which planets are likely to cause problems. Um, and can we then use, once we know those planets, can we then use timing techniques such as solar returns and annual perfections to suggest years that one might take advantage of and years in which hiding under a rock might be suggested?
1: <laughs> Not having just had my birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so that is what we're going to talk about today. But just prior to starting on that, I do want to make some comments towards the um, firestorm slash social media astrological weirdness that's going on this past week. Um, And my own personal opinion about... How it's been handled on both sides. And and I also see it as a a teaching moment for demonstrating um, how people, um, you know, they are living their charts. And so no matter which side of this argument, and the argument is around um, uh, the existence of whole sign houses, um, and, you know, whether you've had a successful Um, astrological practice using quadrant-based systems like Placidus or Koch or Regimentanus, or there's a number of them, Mm -hmm. Um, or whether, you know, you've made the leap into the discovery of whole sign houses. Um, I don't really think we need to, I agree with the side of the argument that comes down as we can do both. We can, to me, a chart is holographic Yep. and if you take a slice of a chart um, and it speaks to you and it speaks to the clients that you are seeing then more power to you but it doesn't negate someone else's slice through that chart and i've
1: always i've always said that and you know like what yeah. people arguing about which is the best house system I've tried them just to yeah. see. Yeah. And they, they give you a different perspective. Exactly. And neither is right or wrong. It's just, oh, and then if you have yeah. a system, it puts this in a different house. And that's interesting too. It actually yeah. it actually makes sense in this way. Yeah. You know, there's nothing right or I yeah. don't think. Right yeah. or wrong. Exactly. If, you know, in what system you use, how you use it. There's Vedic yeah. works for people who. Yep. Yeah use that and know.
0: that's a sidereal that's uh that's shifting the planets i think it's like 23 degrees now
1: yeah it's, it's uh, yeah great. so yeah, yeah it's the whole sign and it's a totally different i mean it's it's a totally different system I, yeah it would take another 30 or 40 minutes so i haven't i poked into it and went yeah <laughs> that's it's too good. much work yeah a, you know and yeah. i haven't even tried to go into chinese astrology just because it's so totally. I mean, it's even yeah. more different.
0: Yes, because um, they
1: have the five it's, elements it's, instead of four, and uh, well, and it's yeah. twelve years. It's not a you know yeah. twelve months, and so again, yeah, that doesn't negate its value for those. You know, I've got a book on you know sort of comparing, you know, the Chinese and Western, and or fitting together, yeah. and, and you know, it's like it's really interesting. You know, yes,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: So, You know, whatever helps us, if it helps us to understand ourselves better. Yeah.
0: That's
1: all I'm after. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. So the second point that I wanted to make about this scenario is I am grateful for Chris Brennan, calling up the people from um, the original days of Project Hindsight and getting them before they've all disappeared because a number of the people involved in Project Hindsight have passed Uh and so it's good that this history is being recounted by the people who were actually there. So I'm um, I'm really grateful that that piece is happening um, because of this. And um, yeah, so that was my two cents worth.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Thank you. Okay, so moving on to Jill's chart, it's like I mean, it's not like her and I haven't looked at each other's charts (laughs) because we did. We did right at the very beginning when we met. One of the first things
1: we do was another astrology.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly, and of course, lo and behold, we discovered that our ascendants are exactly opposite. I have, you know, twenty-seven and change Aries rising, and you have twenty-eight and change Libra rising. So, you know, we sort of, and and what's so cool about that is we okay. can bring two different perspectives you know we're not speaking you know from exactly the same playbook at all which is good
1: and in a sense it's it's that opposition it can be it can be opposing or it can be complementary
0: yeah yeah but it for you the listener you get to you get two different perspectives which we think is marvelous okay I think <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, and unfortunately, my Aries rising. That's your, you know, the biggest complaint we get from our viewers is we do, unfortunately, occasionally talk over each other. Darn! We will continue to keep working on that. Okay, so let me let me pull up Jill's chart in um, not the system that she uses. So, which house system do you use?
1: I use Placidus. You use Placidus. Yeah, I experimented with the others, and for me that. For me, that felt right.
0: So, yeah, it speaks to you. And that's the one that counts. Okay. So, it does make quite a difference in her chart. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, in Placidus, her Saturn is in uh, the 12th house. Her Mars is in the first house. Um, And the, uh, let's see now, Venus and Mercury are in the third yes yes and the ic and
1: the sun is in the fourth yeah Um, and i i think when your ascendant is near the end of the mm sign most difference for the two different exactly
0: exactly same with my own yeah Um, Yeah. you know like my mars in placidus or in coke or in uh, porphyry which was the one i used to use 20 years ago um my mars was in the sixth and um yeah Okay, so we're gonna go through this using that same system that I used in the last two episodes. Gonna walk through and see who's the happy planet and who's the not so happy planets in this chart. And as I was saying to Jill at, uh, at the beginning of this, her chart poses some really interesting scenarios that, Um, are are going to require from myself anyway, I'm going to, you know, put questions out into the astrological community that I'm associated with over Zoom and get some other people's takes on what I'll be saying is, this is interesting. What do I do with this? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just to see how other people have, are using these ancient techniques when they run against up against something interesting like Jill's chart. Okay, so the first thing, of course, that I go looking that and I'm following, for those who are curious, this is the methodology that I'm following, Ancient Astrology uh, in Theory and Practice by Demetra George, Volume 1, Assessing Planetary Conditions. And as you can see, it's a hefty book. And um, not every chart will um, require that you use all of your charts, still up, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Will require all of the techniques in this book. Um, but you do use the first. I would say, good half of the book for most charts. Then towards the back of the book, it starts to, besides the aspects that you will use for every chart, but some of the conditions, only certain charts, will you actually even use them. And depending on how our time goes today, I might just uh, talk a little bit about some of the uh, condition, planetary conditions that you will, from time to time, run into.
1: So just a question. Yeah um what kind of orbs are you using
0: okay so in the hellenistic model when it comes to actual aspects there is only a three degree orb for all of the planets except for the moon the moon applying and separating because they call that a translation of light and so the moon can be upwards of 13 degrees in its aspects um, but everybody else for it to be an actual aspect, it has to be three right. degrees. But they also include whole sign aspects. right So if the sign can see the other sign and there's planets yes. in those two signs, yeah, that's part of the gig too. So the moon
1: is actually squaring my sun if you Yes, think yes. exactly. exactly. I mean in my system right
0: yeah yeah, do
1: we don't use really wide orbs because I that bothers me when people do that. Yes.
0: Yeah. And and the whole orb debate in modern astrology. Um, again, like house systems, um, you know, your the client who walks in the door will teach you what sort of orbs actually make sense. Yeah. 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 Because they are demoing what you're looking at. Yeah. 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 So it's it's interesting uh, you know there's this huge learning curve in the beginning of astrology you know uh-huh. it's almost like a wall because it's a language right it's like if i was to go and try to learn chinese i'm sure that first little bit would be hugely daunting same with same with astrology um and then you get past that but then the second piece is when the, when you realize that right? I am looking this client in front of me. This is this is her chart. That's the person, and she is literally displaying how that chart's working.
1: Yeah, which is why why I gave I in the, earlier, really early on. I would you know people would ask for a chart reading and you know not be there you know, and you just make a tape and send it off. Oh yeah, and I that for me didn't work just because. You can't, you need the feedback, you need yeah. the dialogue, you need to know their experience.
0: Yeah, because there's a range of possibilities given yeah. a particular combination, and yeah. where are they falling on the spectrum? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, back to yes. the ancient and looking at Jill's chart. Okay, so we start with just where you always start, um, and um, that's with you know, the the planets and where they are. And so, of course, we've got the sun here fallen. So not an entire... Oh, first of all, scratch that. It's a night chart. (laughs) And so this is a traditional night chart in the sense that the moon is above the horizon. It can Mm -hmm. also be a night chart with the moon below the horizon, but that's not (coughs) as... Um, I don't know if you would say as strong a night chart, but it's a night chart only because of the hemisphere that you're born in, right? So if you were born in the southern hemisphere or in the other side of the world that day, um, it would be a day chart, right? You know, because this literally, the ascendant, um, descendant represents the horizon, And if the moon was below it, yeah, here it's dark, but somewhere else it would be daylight, yeah. So it's truly a night chart when the moon is above the horizon. And we would like to have seen um, its sect mates, which is Mars and Venus above the horizon as well, okay? Conversely, the day team would have been more functional if they had have been with the day, you know, with the sun. Jupiter is, but Saturn isn't. Okay. So, but let's just go back to sign. And so basic dignity, we have, um, the sun is in its fall, it's opposite Leo. So it's got one demerit point, if you want to say, but its ruler is very dignified so and, and there's an actual aspect so that helps the sun out okay our next planet the moon the moon like which is this is just i just love your chart for this okay so the moon is exalted as well as the other venus uh sign saturn is exalted both yep. of venus's signs have their exaltation lords in those signs And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, obviously this must happen once in a while, but I kind of went, wow, that's, that's kind of (laughs) cool. So, and so does Venus see them? And she does. So whenever the planets can be seen by the ruler of that sign that means the ruler can make sure that the planet gets what it needs in order to facilitate what it needs to do and so venus can see both saturn and the moon and so (laughs) yeah Um, and there's actual aspect between venus and the moon which is exceptional okay so um the next question is, is how strong is that actual Venus? And, you know, she's of the night team. So she is your most begins baseline as being your most positive planet. And then we need to, you know, parse out, does she keep that or does she kind of start to lose it? And so she is not in any particular dignity off the get go being in Capricorn other than it's a feminine sign mm-hmm. she's of the 19 and so she wants to be in a uh, feminine sign mm-hmm. um, she can see her ruler and her ruler is incredibly strong but the ruler is on the 10th and so to decide if that is the case like so there are two types of squares there's um, a right-hand square and a left-hand square. And so what you do is in your mind, you rotate the chart so that Venus is on the ascendant and that would put Saturn in the 10th in that particular square. So that's why you say Saturn is on the 10th. And that makes the most Powerful negative factor in her chart, which is Saturn exalted in Libra, in an incredibly powerful position over that Venus. And so you kind of go, darn. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so as I was saying to Joe before we started this, I am going to put this question out to uh, the Zoom astrology community that I'm connected to to get other people's opinion about because Saturn is the malefic contrary to sect, so it's going to be the Achilles heel here. Um, Is this an exalted Achilles heel in the sense that, oh my God, does she need to run for cover? (laughs) Or, Or is it exalted in the sense of it's actually not going to be that harmful, right? Because it's exalted. So, and, and, you know, we've got a few historical things and we can see just how it actually has unfolded, um, which will sort of, but I'm, I, again, I want to get some other people's comments in case I was looking at a child's chart with this particular. Does it matter if it's retrograde? or. Oh yeah. 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 That tends to weaken a planet. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So yeah, there's, positives and negatives. and Okay, so the next planet that I'm going to look at is Mars, and Mars is happy. Mars is a night sect uh, malefic, but in theory, he's going to be helpful. He's in his own sign. Um, And when I get a little further down into the list, he's got all sorts of other dignities to help him out being a Mars in Scorpio in the second house. Now he too rules one of the day sect char- or day sect planets, and that's this Jupiter. But he can't see that Jupiter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so if he could have seen that Jupiter, my suspicion is he would have been more helpful to mm-hmm. that Jupiter um, because that Jupiter itself is um, it's not in the right uh, hemisphere. Um, it is with the sun. Uh, which does help, um, but it's, it's opposite that Saturn, and that Saturn is really strong. Now, Jupiter is of the right sign in the sense that it's a masculine planet in a masculine sign, so that's all good. Um, the seventh house is angular, so it, you know it will carry some weight, definitely, but it can't be seen by that Mars. Um, and so it doesn't have within its home in the seventh house in Aries um, the tools that it needs to bring about its own significations and that's how they would put it
1: does it help that it's uh, sextile son um
0: in terms of it being on the day team yes that does help that does help yeah Um, Okay, so who have I left out? Oh, Mercury. Okay, so Mercury doesn't have any particular dignity in Capricorn. Um, It's uh, under the beams of the sun. So what you do is um, it's directing both motion. Actually, this was interesting. Both Venus and um, Mercury are in their superior synodic cycle. In other words, they are in direct motion they will conjoin the sun and venus but the sun from our point of view they're on the opposite side of the sun hmm. and so they're at their fastest um and venus or mercury will you know cuz it's going to get closer to the sun not farther away uh it is though of a morning star and so um you know it has a bit of dignity because it's on the right side of the sun but it is kind of under the beams and obviously both mercury and the sun are ruled by that incredibly powerful malefic (laughs) so (laughs) you're like oh okay (laughs) how is this gonna play out okay so let me just recapitulate what sort of It a ding- means I have to really
1: make friends with Saturn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that does. You are right. You are right. Exactly. OK, so we have uh, so I'm just going to run through the sun and give you my little grade at the end of it. OK, so it's in its fall. It's not the sect light. Um, yes, it's in the right sign in terms of gender. It's, uh, it's a male masculine sign and a masculine planet. Or you could say Yin. And yin rather than, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, in terms of it being able to be its masculine self, that's a capital M. It's in its correct sect joy. So, between the ascendant and the midheaven, um, that's um, um, a masculine sect. And between the descendant and the IC is a masculine sect. And so, there's a yes there. And the fifth house is a good house, right? Oh, the fifth house is an excellent house. Yes, it's a very happy house, um, and so you know it has the joy of the sign. Um, and so I gave it an A minus. If it had been this, you know, if it had been a day chart, it would be an A plus, right? Because, but it's not. It's in a night chart.
1: Could be worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a, that's a pretty good sign. Okay, so. The moon um, is exalted. It is the sect light. It is in the right gender and the right quadrant. So those are two yeses. Um, and it is in, um, you know, it's it, in terms of the daily rotation, the sun would come up and then the moon would come up. Come up. Mm-hmm. So from that phase, it's the right way. So this is a capital F for the moon it's definitely a female it will follow that Uh, bisect uh, joy it's above the horizon that's where it wants to be Um, and so i gave the moon an a plus
1: yay
0: yeah oh do you want it to be an a plus (laughs) plus plus it's a happy it's a happy moon it's a very happy moon okay so mercury um, you know, it doesn't per se have any dignity in Capricorn. Um, it's not of the sect light. Um, it is because it's actually a morning star, if it could be seen. It's under the beams, um, and so its its gender should be in a masculine sign, but it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, it's it's a small M from my point of view hemisphere yes it's in the right hemisphere Um, and yes for the you know the fact that it's a a a morning star so i gave it a b some people would probably give it a c but i know you and you have a mind and it's a very excellent mind so no no i'm gonna give it a b (laughs) okay so venus um it has it's a mutual reception with its ruler the ruler can see it the ruler is the bad guy so again that poses a question for me because i've not you know i've only been studying uh this style of astrology and using it for three years now and and you know yeah so i'm i still consider myself much you know as a beginner in it so that throws me a bit. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. In theory, it should be because um, Saturn can take care of Venus. Now, whether it wants to or not, as the malefic knot of the sect in favor, yeah, that's a question. Okay. Does it that Well, it, it, that just means how those two get along is incredibly important to the client's life, to your life. And we will see where when those two tangle, Yeah, it has created effects, definitely. Okay, so it's in the right quadrant, yes, by sign. It's a yes, because it's a feminine planet and a feminine sign. Uh, But no, it's a morning star, needed to have been an evening star. So it's a small F for feminine. Um, It uh, is not with the moon, which is too bad. Um, It is with the moon by sign, but that's it. And so I gave it a C plus. Yeah, it's not as with having both of its, anyway, rulerships. It's a good thing that in those rulerships that there are two, you know, exalted planets and that she can see them both so she can try to help them. It's whether or not they're going to help her. (laughs) I guess it's helpful that she's training in sex styling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And and we'll get to that part. We'll get to that part. Yeah. Okay, so Mars is in its own sign. It's obviously it can help itself. It's of the sect. Uh, It's in the right quadrant. It's in the feminine quadrant. Yes. Um, And so, you know, the only no it has is again, it's a morning star. Um, And so I really should make this a capital M for masculine, it's, even though it's you know like when you think of the nocturnal sect, it is supposed to be more <coughs> feminine but Mars and i'm I've read this not just in Demetra's book but I've seen it in other places in Abu mashar um, he was you know a little later in the tradition where mars is sort of a big question mark whether he could actually be turned to the good <laughs> or if he just always stays on the dark side so anyway okay so hemisphere joy no he's not with the moon darn he is yes the right sign. Um, no he's a you know he's a morning star so i gave him a c plus yeah Okay, Jupiter. No particular dignity in Sag, not of the sect. Uh, Yes, the right gender. uh, By sign, yes. By phase, yes. Um, And uh, so, again, another small M. um, Hemisphere joy. No, you know, it's... that right? Did I get that wrong? I think I got that wrong. Yeah, no, he's in the he's in the masculine quadrant. Right. I had that there. Oh, this is hemisphere. Right. So yeah, he is with the sun. So that's yeah, joy by side. So I gave him a B plus. The only thing he didn't have is he's a night rising planet. He should have been a day rising planet to get the A. Okay, Saturn. Exalted. Yes, not. So this is the malefic, uh, not like that is contrary to sex. So the strongest bad boy on the chart. Maybe we'll see. (laughs) We'll get a little further into this. Okay. Yes, by quadrant. Yes, by sign. Um, uh, Let's see. Yes, by phase because he is a morning star uh so he is definitely capital m masculine um uh joy by hemisphere no because he's above the ascendant so he needed to have been below even though by you know like he is a morning star but he's above the horizon okay so and uh so in the end i gave him an a and so of course again, I'll just state it again. Here's my question. Does that make him more malefic or less malefic? You want
1: your malefic to have an A?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is the question. Okay. So, um, so the next thing we look at is speed. And of course, um, so you need to have your table. um, I should put this actually up on the website because I did write them out. Uh, So in her book, she gives the average motion, which and then she has a bunch of graphics that sort of show you. So I've got those graphics up when a planet is moving its fastest, when it's moving, it's you know, like when it's above average, Mm -hmm. average, below, et cetera. So, for instance, an interesting factoid that when Saturn is opposing the sun, he's actually not visible and Mm -hmm. he's moving very fast. Mm Yeah. Yeah even though he's retrograde, right? But he's yep. moving fast in that retrograde. Phase. Well, and he's just,
1: just turned retrograde here.
0: Exactly, exactly. So he is slow, so he's less effective and it degrades over time. Like he's just getting slower and slower and slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah. Uh, and again, does that take away from the A or not? Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I know, so Jupiter is fast. He can get things done, um, you know, so that's good. Um, interestingly, Mars is slowing down and he turns retrograde at age 52. So that was just a little while ago. Yeah, so well, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave you to actually, ponder that. A... Yeah, yeah, so he would have changed um in terms of his effectiveness right like being in his own sign being of the sect in favor um his you know the downside is he's not above the horizon uh so this would have downgraded him a bit uh when he turned retrograde
1: Hmm.
0: venus she just keeps working she's uh fast she gets it done um and she is connected to a fixed star and um, which is has some interesting pieces that, you know, we may or may not get to. OK, Mercury fast gets it done. He turns retrograde at age 53 and mm. so would have been a change in terms of um, the mental functioning at that point. Yeah. OK, so the next thing we look at is. Um, Okay, so then we look at the actual aspects. And your chart has a surprising number of them that mm-hmm. are definitely That's with. In,
1: in my system.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, your, in yours, it gets quite messy. Well, you know, like in terms of there's a lot of lines there. Uh, but even yeah. in, in this one, um, yeah, uh, lots of times, you know, they're with this three degree orb, except for the moon, you don't see many. Okay, so I did the moon as a separate thing. So I'm just going to do the other one. So uh, the sun is on the 10th to the moon. Okay, so it puts the sun in a more dominant position than the moon. Um, And I've got some questions later on for the timing thing. And I just listened to Nightlight Astrology for the folks that are listening to this does a free seminars quarterly. Um, that you can just sign up for and there was one done on the sun is the father the moon is the mother Um, and uh, it was quite interesting and it's still up and available for another couple of days uh, you know if people are interested and so what this literally says is dad would have dominated mom oh yeah yeah and yeah, so that plays
1: out accurately. Very traditional. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. They're both born in 1912. So, yeah, not exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Okay. So, Mercury, it has um, aspects and it is on the 10th to Jupiter and it's trining the moon. And I think that's by whole sign. That's not by aspect, if I can remember correctly uh yeah that's just by whole sign okay so um actually that's for both of them why did i even put that in i thought i was doing my actual aspects oh well okay so mars is let me just look at this i got this yeah okay let me just do it from here so the sun is uh Aspecting Jupiter by the three degree rule. And so that is a, I'm not entirely sure how operative that is. Jupiter, what are you guys doing? My dogs are into something. Uh, Jupiter is casting a positive ray back to the sun. So that's a good thing. Um, Saturn is trining and, you know, uh, obviously dignifying the sun. Um, I'm going to say that that's a good thing, but I'm also going to say that prior to your dad leaving, um, you probably thought highly of him would be my guess.
1: Um, he had a lot of status because he would, you know, he like he was on the council and he was, you know, right, you right. know, so he was very socially, he was really good, right. as
0: as a father he sucked okay so
1: that makes he was larger he was larger than life right in typical sagittarian fashion
0: yeah okay so the dignified with the sun being in the fifth that's explained the saturn so this is making that saturn a malefic um, because he sucked as a father oh yeah and that was a trine Hmm. interesting okay Uh, so Venus, this is a beautiful aspect, uh, uh, Venus trining the exalted moon in her own sign. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really lovely aspect. Um, and I would have, too, said, you know, well, that that bodes well for relationships. <laughs> one would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one would think one would think, although the moon in this system is in the eighth house, which isn't necessarily conducive mm-hmm. to relationship. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: OK. Um, and so then we have this Mars Venus sextile and <clears throat> we won't say anything too p- specific, but. I you know these two have worked really well together. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Which yeah, we need not say more. When they
1: when they've had the opportunity. opportunity. (laughs) Yes, they've worked as as often as I might have liked. Yes,
0: exactly, (laughs) exactly. Okay, so um, so that covers. Okay, and then of course we've got the Mars opposite the Moon. Now this one's interesting. As, I, as we go further into this, um, because th- this is, these are teammates, so the teammates are all connected, mm-hmm. right? Venus, the moon, and Mars there, but that opposition, um, obviously, you know, um, I would've, you know, if, if I didn't know you and I saw this, I would've gone, oh, oh, this is a balancing act that could be very tricky Um, and I think, you know, it actually has been tricky. Oh, yeah. But again, this is one of those places where I want to, you know, get some feedback from some other Hellenistic astrologers Mm. and, you know, see how they would interpret this. Well, I guess
1: because they're both fairly strong, right?
0: Oh, they're very strong.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and so maybe that's the problem is one needed to. Uh well, even that doesn't make sense. The opposition is a tricky aspect within anybody's chart. Um, well, I think,
1: I think the family played into that because you know you had to be nice all the time. Right. Right. Okay.
0: right. My, <laughs> if,
1: if my Mars acted up and it did from time to time because there was a lot of anger in the environment, I think yeah. Right. Yeah, the environment, but nobody was really expressing it. Yes, I wasn't consciously aware of that, but and I didn't get mad at other people in the family. But I'd be trying to do something, I get frustrated, right? And you know, <laughs> and then I get sent to my room till I could be nice.
0: God, you yeah. guys are hearing this, that are watching this. You know, it's yeah. Like
1: Wait, go back, got... to, go back to that Venus trying moon and stay away from this opposition, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you know.
0: It, that's not really an option one has to be able to work
1: yeah you know, no.
0: that grouping
1: yeah yeah uh, exactly so I'm, you know I mean I, as I've gotten to my ripe old age um I've I'm, I've learned to be more assertive yes and you know I mean I I still get frustrated sometimes and swear a lot <laughs> but um less, less so and you know I mean it's you know I don't have somebody telling me stop that and be nice, you know. It's yes, right? exactly. You blow exactly. off the steam and let it go. And you can't do that when somebody's telling you it's not acceptable. Exactly. Exactly. So
0: yeah. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. Okay. So um the next thing we have is okay are they supported by the bounds? Is the Deccans working in the planet's favor? or the triplicity and so this is the night triplicity planets that we will be using okay so the sun has venus now venus is of the sect in favor so that's good for the sun um it has the decan is mercury and the triplicity is mercury so i i gave that a two out of a possible three right i think it's um the venus does help but probably not enough uh, just because venus herself is not all that strong okay so the moon has venus in bounds and triplicity is its moon Uh, mercury though not so much on the team so again a two Um, mercury itself has mars and the moon so mars bounds Uh, So that that's that sharp tongue, like you can use that Mars piece (laughs) Um, and uh, triplicity of the moon. So it can speak from, you know, your emotional center, Uh, but it is in the decan of the sun. And so, you know, this is, this is an energetic Mercury Um, and he kind of bridges both teams, which is in the end, probably a good thing. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Venus, she's in Mercury bounds. Yeah. Um, Because Mercury really isn't on her team. She's in Jupiter's Deccan, definitely not on her team, but she does grab the moon for triplicity.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And so, you know, Venus is of the sect in favor, but she's not dazzling. Darn. Okay. Now we come to Mars. And when I saw this with Mars, I was like, holy crapola. (laughs) So Mars is in the bounds of Mars. It's in the decan of Mars, and its triplicity ruler is Mars. And I just went, holy crap. So if you and I were walking down a back alley and somebody tried to accost us, I would put you out in front because you would (laughs) just lay them to waste. I know it. (laughs) not piss this woman off (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is an incredibly powerful uh mars and as i said earlier you know there are there are stories about you know and i read this more so in well a little bit in in demetra's book too um, but in Abu Mashar, where the, the jury's out in terms of how positive um, Mars can be in, um, in a night chart. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be. It, it, should, it should be the one that's easiest to handle in terms of the two malefics. And I think you've said that as you've gotten older, you, you can work that Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, when you need to work that Mars he's all on your side.
1: <laughs> I haven't gotten any more disciplined as I've gotten older
0: though. <laughs> yes, well, and, and Saturn is the malefic of the sect in, not of the sect in favor. So, okay. So Jupiter itself is in Venus's bounds. So that kind of warms that Jupiter up a bit. Um, but it is in the Deccan of the sun. So in some ways, what's interesting about this, and it's in the triplicity can't be in the triplicity, Jupiter, what the heck am I doing? Where are the triplicities? Jupiter, oh, it is, that doesn't make sense.
1: Sure, because Jupiter rules one of the far signs.
0: Yeah, but oh well, yeah, okay. So it is in the Jupiter triplicity. So um, it's going to favor the day team uh, more than it's gonna favor the fact that it's in a night chart yeah so and that is in the seventh house and that sort of speaks to the whole relationship scenario okay jupiter itself or saturn itself is in jupiter's bounds saturn's deacon decan and mercury's triplicity um and so he is very much got all things in his favor um, even though he's the malefic, not <laughs> the sect in favor. So you'll to, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, okay, so now we go, we look at each of the houses and see, you know, which is the happy houses and which aren't. Okay, so interestingly enough, obviously, Saturn is in the first house. Um, and and on, I think um, the malefic gets stronger in later years and you know what's interesting about that is um, <clears throat> I mean when we get down to the sixth house we'll talk a little bit more about health but um, you know bones have been your Achilles heel
1: literally
0: in well, in only, later years but only
1: less year yeah
0: so. yeah exactly and so I mean that is what they will say about a Saturn scenario is that it you know it happens later in life, it's significations, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so for instance, in my own chart, um, you know, I happily married later in life, not, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but the Jupiter opposition will help, Mm -hmm. um, definitely. And that uh, ascendant is also on Spica, which is a fixed star, very giving you very talented gifts, which I know, the audience doesn't know she's a beautiful singer um you know so obviously that exalted saturn um does confer some good stuff right you know because it's it's supported your voice definitely okay uh mars in the second house it in theory it's in good shape um you know so when the drive is there you can you can support yourself yeah uh So third house Sagittarius does get a trine from Jupiter. Uh, So relationships with siblings, in theory, should be reasonable. Um, I know that you've had a bit of challenge with some of your siblings. Is that because that Mars is so dignified?
1: I don't know. I mean, that's the
0: question, you know.
1: Yeah. my relationships with my older brother and my sister weren't haven't been bad. Mm-hmm. We get along, but it's not a, you know, it's not a really close intimate kind of thing where we share a lot of yeah. personal stuff. Yeah. But my younger brother, he's kind of just alienated himself from everybody more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and particularly me, I think, but then, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes me
0: wonder, you know, because Mars does rule that Jupiter. um, And so that Jupiter is is not receiving the help that it could have Mm -hmm. in terms of face to face relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So could cause some. But otherwise, it should be good. Yeah. Okay, fourth house. Um, This is strong mixed condition and (laughs) literally venus and saturn are dipping it out right between the two of them and i have a feeling that occasionally saturn wins
1: mm-hmm. more so
0: than venus yeah and so you know the that speaks to you know the fact that you were supposed to be quiet even though there was a lot of anger in the house and yeah just the home conditions weren't the the greatest yeah no i mean i was
1: scared of my own shadow as a kid yeah, and yeah. just trying to hide basically yeah, I did invisible really well.
0: Ah, there you go. Okay, uh, fifth house. Um, this had the sun is here, uh, Jupiter uh, sextiles. This is a happy house, and of course, this is. I don't know if you buy lottery tickets. I don't think you do. You might want to occasionally, uh, <laughs> you know, because nice fifth house. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because the ruler can see the sun, and so it can support it um
1: and well, you know I mean, children
0: have been a blessing for you exactly you know? yeah yes having a place to live right now <laughs> yes yes but That's yes. No, Yeah. overall yeah. Yes. yeah overall the fifth house is and, I, and and i know that you've had a few romantic engagements that in the beginning were quite lovely i mean they did go sideways but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know you do romance well let's just put it that way Yeah. yeah okay sixth house it does get that venus sextile which is good um jupiter though can't see it uh so and sixth house is a bad house so we would have wanted a little more support for the sixth house um Mm -hmm. and you've had to be particular about your health um you know in terms of what you eat and your environment and yeah it's Pisces and so kind of the canary in the coal mine
1: yeah and I think intuitively I've known that you know natural healing is yeah the way to go for me yes yeah
0: yeah yeah Pisces doesn't work
1: well with you know any kind of drugs and stuff it just doesn't yeah
0: yeah no it doesn't exactly I mean
1: most people don't but
0: yeah. yeah. Well, and and you're not the only Piscean sixth house person that I've met who, you know, they're, you know, they look around at everybody else and I'm sure they're like, well, how come they aren't falling
1: over with this well, particular
0: But the thing yeah. is I
1: generally I mean, aside when I was young, I wasn't all that healthy. Yeah. And so a lot of that was emotional. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm quite sure. Um way of hiding, I think. Yeah. And particularly after my dad left me. see, nobody, nobody put it together that I, maybe I was, you know, chronically not feeling well because I was yeah. reacting to that. Whatever. Yeah. um So, you know, as a child, you know, and certainly my chest, I cough a lot and all that kind of stuff. But as an adult, I've been really healthy, you know, like other people can be dropping around me with, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and I'm fine. So. Yeah.
0: Well, you do have that Taurus moon, right? Which is, I mean that that's got to be the most the strongest embodiment. If the moon represents the body, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay, seventh house. Jupiter is here, and it is opposed by Saturn. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in theory, one would say not good, not bad. Um, but I think you would say not good, not <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Um, So again, I'm that's what makes me curious about how dignified the Saturn is um, and just how much of a malefic it can impose on that seventh house. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's angular, so it will um, be a focus, a concern, uh, a wish. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Moon in eighth house. Uh, this receives the Venus trine, which is the best trine you can get. Uh, it is one of the, it's the second baddest house, the 12th being the top, uh, top and the bottom of the pile, however you want to put mm-hmm. that, <laughs> but it's in great condition. You know, it's got moon exalted, it's got the Venus superior trine. Um, yeah. And so this brings out the more positive, and it also points to the fact that you're able to help people who have buried traumas, physical or mental or emotional. And I know that you know, you've know you spent a lot of your career learning and helping people, whether that was body talk or, um, um, and it's definitely not an hour. My Betty Crocker is wrong. <laughs> Well, I think it's probably right. Well, I don't know. Last week I was like almost five minutes short. So we are going to go on. Okay. So, as I was saying, you know, with that eighth house factor, you've been able to be very supportive of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it helps. Um, Okay. Ninth house, um, Jupiter sextile. Uh, The ruler can't see it, Mercury can't see it. Um, And so probably did lots more learning in the past rather than now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, but, you know, not a challenged house. So the 10th house gets that square from Saturn, but it is not the difficult square. It is opposed by Venus. So there is supposedly some help from an opposition um but it's it's that venus saturn square that i think has you know created challenges mm-hmm. um, you know for one's position out there in the world okay part of fortune in the 11th uh this is and jupiter trine this is a happy good house um you know so your involvement in groups you know like your singing your choir thing that's all been a very positive thing mm-hmm. um yeah Uh, Twelfth house also receives the Venus uh, trine, and so um, not it is a bad house, but it is supported. Um, Now, whether I don't see that as contributing to the whole relationship scenario, uh, but maybe it does. Okay, so you're saying that we are close to being out of time. I think so darn 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 and I haven't even shown any of the charts well maybe next week (laughs) (laughs) exactly well we will show one because I do want to just yeah yeah oh yeah this will be continued so let me just show uh okay so this is oh wait a minute I have to actually share screen that would help I'm just going to quickly put up the very first scenario that she has presented us with which is this is when your dad left yeah he he actually left
1: just before christmas the year before but yeah the reaction was ongoing after that and oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: we do have this aries rising which would speak to um you know the fact that it's an angular year So the angles have shifted around, Um, you know, the home scenario, how it had changed. It also speaks to the fact that Saturn is definitely impacting, um, you know, the angles are, so the seventh is now where Saturn natally would be. And so it's doing its negative thing there. Um, And just the fact that Saturn was in Pisces, my goodness, dissolving. Yeah. Like this is. And so for a child, this is like, what happened? Where did he go? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I was 14, but just turning 14. Yeah. And uh, but that's, you know, puberty and all the rest. Yes. Great time to have that happen.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Not going through enough. And what I thought was interesting was the sun, which does represent that, is now out um, is now up in the 11th. And it's almost like, um, you know, he departed to be part of a bigger community.
1: Well, he departed for his freedom. Yeah. And yeah. be was another woman.
0: Yeah. There you go. Bad dad, bad dad.
1: And beget get two more children. <laughs> oh,
0: ah, there you go. Yeah. So we will return with hopefully some more questions answered about the dignified malefic of not of the sect in favor and a dignified mars that's very strong yeah. um interesting putting both malefics in the 12th house which would have um you know messed with one emotionally oh, i yeah. Would think yeah totally
1: well yeah because part part of partially we were glad he left because he was so unhappy but and miserable and made everybody miserable But it's still your dad, right?
0: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) So very, makes feelings confusing.
0: Yeah, all of that, yeah.
1: Okay, thank you, Jill, for being a willing person in
0: this. And uh, thank you folks for listening. And just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we will return next week I don't think, is it the end of the month? If it is, it'll be the March um, forecast. No, it's not. We have another episode. Yes. Okay, Okay. good. Yes, we'll be able to finish off with Jill's and then we'll do March. And March is a biggie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, folks, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.